found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. to a Friday edition of the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. Along with Trent Condon, we'll talk the world of sports and localize it uh, for the next two hours from noon until 2. We're here every Monday through Friday at that uh, during that time slot talking local sports with you. And we're glad that you're along for the ride. If you can't listen live, uh, simulcast, the simulcast, the podcasts are available uh, very quickly after the program. Lots to get to today. It's a Friday and the NFL is still active. Uh, we're going to do a lot on that. That will come up in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, Nick Athen, who uh, has covered the Chiefs for decades, will be here. We'll talk Chiefs and Titans with Nick about one fifteen. The Vikings are off, but Paul Allen doesn't get a bye week here on this program. He will join us to talk about the NFC wild card game scenarios out there for the Vikings. Of course, if the Rams win tomorrow night, uh, the Rams will be making their way up to the Twin Cities as the three seed, regardless of what happens in the uh, other game. And away we go. In the one in the first hour of the program, uh, Tom Caker will be here. Dylan Monson will head out to Vegas, go inside the numbers with Jason Symbol. Trent, we have to start with basketball, and we have yeah. to start with um, more of the same, quite frankly. The Hawkeyes were beaten by 11 last night. I don't think the score was indicative to just how one-sided the game was for the second straight night. Uh, second straight game, rather. Um, like Iowa was it was twelve nine. They had a good run to start the second half, but other than that, the Buckeyes basically dominated the game and got to the basket at will. Not a very good Ohio State team either. This is got some guys, but you're right. This isn't an overly talented yeah. team. Just like Michigan on Tuesday, mm. not an overly talented Michigan team. But two teams that when you're W and before the season, you had those in the win column. You had Penn State in the win column. Maybe even had that road game at Indiana in the win column instead. Without a doubt. A 4-0. They're 0-4. Hope it's completely lost right now. Mm-hmm. What is there to be excited about this basketball team outside of Tyler Cook with a fun dunk every once in a while? There's nothing on this team to excite you. There's... No, there's there's no, you can't tank in hopes you're going to get it. You know, next year's team is going to get a boost. Uh, you don't uh, get a DeAndre Ayton that are going to come right. in. No Marvin Bagley. No, it, it's Trent. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what is there is to get excited for. And you thought that there was empty seats at Carver last night, oh. and there were. What's it going to be like when it gets cold and it's not a 6 o'clock tip, it's an 8 o'clock tip? You can essentially eliminate Central Iowa from making their way over in the months of January and February to see that. Why would you? Um, Cook's a really good player. Yep. A really, really good player. But, Trent, there are guys on that team that are just... Uh, taking up space in the uniform right now, in my opinion. I, I would like to see Nick Bear, although he deserves to start. I think maybe bring him off the bench because he does inject something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garza, I thought, was maybe his best performance in the Big Ten last night. Uh, his Big Ten play seemed to be confounding him a little bit, but I thought he was really good last night. But just not a lot of bright spots otherwise. Look, their best offense was throw up a shot knowing that it's going to miss and hoping that Tyler Cook's going to get a pass to the basket where he can rebound the ball and slam it home. That's their offense at times last night. And you talk about offense, that's still not the biggest problem. This team is no, it's the other so end of the bad defensively. Yes. And it's been basically a yearly spot for Fran McCaffrey's teams. Now, the final two years with Woodbury and Gassell and Clemens, that group, 
they became a pretty solid defensive team. They finished, I think, top 31 year at Ken Palm in deficiency, mm-hmm. defensive efficiency. Well, they had that condor in the middle of the paint. And, that helps. And, and, and he was quarterbacking, too. Yes. I mean, he was vocal. I love that about his game. I liked mm-hmm. a lot of things about his game. I know that he wasn't the most popular hawk, maybe. I didn't get it and I never did. I certainly wasn't with the opposition with the eye pokes. I get that part of it, but... He changed things defensively. Couldn't jump, really. I no. Mean, he, that wasn't his strong he suit. He wasn't a shot blocker. He wasn't. We're not talking to Kembe Mutombo out there. Not even close, but he was smart defensively and yes. knew where to be defensively. And they don't have that. And without him, this is a team lost defensively. It was assumed coming into this year that those young guys would be better on the defensive end, that they would figure out a way. But I think it comes back to what we've been talking about a lot. When you just don't have a lot of depth and you don't have a lot of athleticism out on the outside when you're guard court, well, this is what's going to show up. But did you uh, did you see uh, Chad Leistico's article this morning? A former player. Yeah, I did see that. Right, talks about pra- the lack of practice on lack. the defensive end of the floor. It's not surprising. Well, it certainly looks like that's the case. Um, that was that was alarming. I agree yeah. with it. That was an eye opener. Chad Leistico's really good, by the way. He's done a great job. He has. Yeah. He, Chad has got a little edge to him. I like that. Not all pom-poms no, and sunshine. No. Good for you, Chad Leistico. Yes. Chad Leistico is a really good columnist. He's done a nice job. Yep. And, uh, and calling it like it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, came up with a couple of ideas to improve things. But can it be improved? Can, can Fran pull this team out? No. And the rumblings continue. People, I don't think he's on the hot seat. I, I don't see any scenario short of a scandal no, where he loses his job after this year. Right, but... but- I agree, but the seat is starting to get warmer. By the end of the season, there's going to be a little heat to it. And then going into next year, it's full-blown on. I mean, he's got this offseason to change this roster, to bring in some guards. Look, he's got some talent on yes. his team. Yes, He really does. Um, but but there are some missing pieces, some some glaring holes, and that's up to him to to try and stick your finger in that dike, if you will. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't. I don't. I'm with you. I I don't think the seat is. But Trent, this is year eight, and this this I don't think they're going to finish last. I don't think mm-hmm. they're winless in four tries. Yes, and not against Purdue and Michigan State. Right against teams two bubble they should teams, be beating two bubble teams and two teams that will be at best NIT teams mm-hmm. in Indiana and Penn State. And you're zero four against them, and three of them were at home. Yeah. You still have seven, eight road games left in the schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, you beaten on the road in this league. I mean, how much would you give to have uh, Dockich on this team? What's what, Andrew Dockich? Yeah, Andrew Dockich. Uh, I, I saw enough of that with Ty, uh, John Licklider. I don't, I don't need to see another one. <laughs> but, that garbage he threw up, that reverse the, the, the layup. Reverse one. That looked like Little Lick. <laughs> little Lick against Purdue, throwing it up and finding a home at the bottom of the hoop. But he would play on this team. Yes. Not like we maybe a little liquid too, but I think Dockage would play on this team. Spike Albrick would play on this team. Yeah, Spike Albrick would play on this team. Uh, so would Bates Diop, who was really good yesterday. He was, yeah. He, he and, is and, bright spot on that team. But we talked about Holtman yesterday. Boy, is he a good coach. Yeah, I think he is, Trent. And that's pretty uh, instant gratification if you're a Buckeye fan. They're mm-hmm. way better this year than they were like. Way, 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 way better. And don't look now. And I'm only going by what I hear on this because I'm not a recruiting guy, but apparently. The guys that are coming, Buckeyes of the future, are really going to get your attention. Here comes the Calvary, mm-hmm. and, and look out. Ohio State with that budget, with what yep. they have, what they've done in the past, and willing to cut corners from time to time. Probably <laughs> not a bad thing for uh, the Buckeyes in the Big Ten going forward. A big step up, and now what's the hope going forward with Iowa? I mean, you, you talked Spring about football? Fixing, yeah, 
Yeah. That's that's what this um, winter's going to be. Baseball's going to start next month. Thank goodness for Hawkeye baseball. <laughs> yeah, who would have ever thought we'd utter that in the middle in the first week of January? Yeah, we might be. Uh, Trent, I thought breaking this things team, down in February oh, with Hawkeye baseball or football for sure. But <laughs> yes, I I thought that this team, like like a lot of people, we were sucked in. We were sucked in last year because we thought this team was. We couldn't wait for basketball this year. We were injecting basketball conversation in September. Yes. In in the midst of of the precious few weeks of football that you're allocated every year, we carved out time to talk about Hawkeye basketball. That's embarrassing on our part as you look back at it. What were we yeah. thinking? Uh, who knows? We're not alone. No, no, it was everywhere in the local media. Now, nationally, at best, this was looked at as a bubble team. At best. But we couldn't figure out what everybody was missing. What are you missing with this right. team? You got... Maybe last year, the end of the season, it was fool's gold. It was just a team that started clicking at the right time. Some young guys gained some confidence, and they got going. Speaking of young guys, mm-hmm. one positive aspect. This is still an incredibly young team. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of experience at Ken Palm, I think they're like the three hundred and I think 325th least experienced team. Did I say that right? Yep, you did. Yep. Least, yep. This isn't an old roster. Right. It, the improvements are made. Think every of every starter, every guy that started la- last night is going to be back next year. Yeah, and in some cases for another couple of years. Everybody that played right. will be back, probably outside of Ellingson, who is listed as. Yeah, Yule didn't see the floor, did he? And uh, of course, no Don Yule, who right. is a actual senior on the roster. But right. yeah, it just Ellingson got six minutes last night. Yeah, and that's probably six too many. Yes. Greener last night had eight too many minutes last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wagner had nine too many minutes last night. You know, a guy who I really like who struggled last night, Cordell Pemsel. I mean, yeah. I credit him a lot uh, following games. Got to call it like it is. He struggled last night. A couple of his turnovers were just head scratchers. I mean, mm-hmm. what, are, what are you thinking? Uh, that, that guy's wearing a Buckeye jersey. Yes, and that's his team in general. There's just those stretches where they look awful mm-hmm. and they can't pull themselves out. And in the first half, the refs were bad. They, yeah, they're, they're Potter were, got away with some stuff. <laughs> Fran, the foul, the second foul on Bohannon. There was the, no, yeah, the one he had to come out in the game was that, but like six minutes left in the first half, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, I remember the one you're talking about. And that's you just don't make that call. And right. Fran was berating the official, and the official took it mm-hmm. because he knew eh, that wasn't a very good call. Right. But that's the other component here, Fran McCaffrey. I, and we're not blaming this on officials. No, 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 not at all. But the theatrics on the sideline, Tuesday slamming on the, the scores table mm-hmm. and, and going after the officials in that fashion, that is starting to wear thin, I know, with a lot of people. A lot of people saying enough is enough. Figure out how to fix this team. Stop worrying about officials. Stop worrying about what the scoreboard says. Fix your team before you get into that. Right. I'm hearing that more and more from Hawkins. Well, and I agree with you. And the other thing is, too, is we're starting to see – one assistant on one side, another assistant on the other side as he starts doing his histrionics. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are realized we've got to protect our guy here because these uh, the officials are fed up. And why yes. wouldn't they be? I mean, they've caught the, this act is getting old. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll, uh, we're going to head to Vegas, go inside the numbers. There's so much to get to this weekend. There are four NFL games. We will uh, talk. Uh, we'll do that. We'll do the NFL, uh, the uh, college football championship. 
inside the numbers, off we go to Vegas. It's coming up next. Tom Cakert will be here. James Daniels, if you haven't heard, has uh, played his last football game as a Hawkeye. No surprise. Writing was on the wall there. He is entering the NFL draft, leaving some eligibility on the table, which at the end of the day, uh, kind of makes you wonder about that offensive line. That's a uh, huge, huge piece that's going to be missing. We'll take a timeout off to Vegas. Tom Caker, two th- uh, 12.35, Dylan Mons, 12.45. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it, a new year upon us, a happy 2018. No lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. It costs $15 per day to provide the necessary shelter, food, and veterinary care for every animal at the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. And right now, we have over a 1,000 animals in our care. For as little as $5 a month, you can join our Loyal Friends Club to ensure that the ARL will continue to be there for animals in need. The need is now. The need is local. Visit arl-iowa.org backslash donate to start giving today. Thank you. This is a test. is an opportunity to grow your business with top talent. But how do you find it? ZipRecruiter. One click posts your job to over 100 job boards. Then smart matching technology instantly alerts quality candidates about your job. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash build. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash build. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Bellagio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. 
fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com Cap is back Flag Guy here We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago Dave Kaplan weekly here on the Ken Miller Show While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team we have the flags Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs We've got them all Northwestern too I guess they kind of count Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com and peep the retail store too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself up until uh, 2 o'clock still to come this hour. Tom Cakert on the uh, Hawkeyes, Dylan Montz on the Cyclones. Right now, let's head to the desert, shall we? Off we go to Vegas. Uh, Jason Symbol, CG Technology. Before we get just real quick, Trent, mm-hmm. I was uh, looking at hotel rooms in Vegas next week on the chance that I had to go out there for a couple of days meetings-wise. <laughs> I was, I mean, talk about shocked. The Venetian, $467. There were hotels, $800 a night, $1,000 a night for the second week in January. Just. You couldn't get a room. Divisional rounds? No, this is in the middle of the week. Couldn't get a room for under $400. And I'm talking at the. You know, some of the lower-end properties, $467 at the Luxor. Jason, what's going on in Vegas next week? It is CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, one of the biggest trade shows in the world. So it's got all the cool TVs and gadgets and stuff. Um, So it's very, very busy. There's about 200,000 attendees of that that trade show. So there's the answer to my question. So 200,000 people looking for rooms, right? Uh, that are all expensing them. So it's <laughs> not like anybody's really staying on their own dime. So it's certainly going to be very busy. Well, since you signed my expenses, I'm, I'm guessing you're glad I'm not coming, right? Well, that, that would have come out of your own pocket then, let's just say that. <laughs> uh, let, let's get into, uh, let's get into uh, inside the numbers. Of course, CG Technology at the Venetian Palazzo Cosmo Palms, Tropicana, the Silverton and headquarter, or the Hard Rock and headquartered at the M. Uh, Jason, um, well, we talked about this yesterday, uh, some of the new, um, uh, like the Olympics, for instance, some of the new wagering opportunities. Are the Olympics going to be on the board this February? I know that for a long time you could not accept wagers on the Olympics. Can you now? Yeah, you can, but you have to remember that there are certain limitations. So any event that is judged is not allowed. Um, but any event that's timed or has a final score, you can do. 
hockey's good, swimming, you know, swimming is good, basketball is good. Um, but then there's a lot of judged events like figure skating. Those would be no good. That makes sense. It does, and yeah, you don't want to get into any kind of judging uh, controversies that happen there. Jason, uh, kind of a nuts and bolts question also to the NFL. I, I was pondering this with Ken yesterday. Teasers, I know, have been something that you guys have been uh, hit pretty hard with with the casual better out there throughout this season. Point spread with this wild card round, do you move it up a tick? Do you move it up a notch just because of of the teasers and what can happen? You put together three, four teamer and all the favorites come through, barely win the game. Have you adjusted the line because of teasers? It certainly is factored in. And the one thing to remember is kind of on Sunday more so than Saturday. So on Saturday, if there's a scenario where the Chiefs win uh, and um, the Chiefs cover, but definitely obviously win, and same with the Rams, if both those teams win, that means that they'd cover their teaser numbers. And then you're really looking at a, a big liability into Sunday and the folks who are just betting Sunday might do teasers as well. So depending upon the results of the first few games, you might even see bigger adjustments. Interesting. Uh, we're going inside the numbers with Jason Symbol. Jason, what was the best bowl game for the books, and what was the best bowl game for the betters? Who did... well, you, well, I was going to say you always remember the bad ones, right? So the best bowl game for the betters was Alabama. Um, and Ohio State, those two combined. The Ohio State game, we talked about it a little bit. It moved a lot. Uh, Ohio State opened a six-and-a-half-point favorite. That number went to nine, um, and they obviously covered the bowl, you know, every number. So that, that, that one was, was not great for us. We took a big, fat loss in that one. Uh, games that were good for us, um, we did well with uh, a couple upsets. South Carolina beat Michigan outright, and uh, Mississippi State with a big upset over Louisville. Those games stand out to me as being pretty good. How was the Liberty Bowl? Do you know offhand Iowa State's win uh, over Memphis? I can look up the exact results as we talk. I thought my, my memory serves me correct that um, we, did, we, did, uh, we did well to it, but I just want to verify. All right. Um, what, 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 Ken, which day was that? Uh, it was the 30th of December, 30th, Saturday right? the 30th. Yep, early in the day. First bowl game, I think it was the first bowl game of the day. I, yeah, that game. Yeah, that you know, it was a bit early. It started at nine thirty a.m., so the handle wasn't huge. Uh, but we did have a, a decent performance in that game. Uh, we actually did well on the total. Also, people, you know, everybody loves betting over, yeah. numbers in Memphis. Yeah, we thought it was going to fly over, and it was uh, it was way under. Well, uh, Jason, let's go to, to Monday night, the national championship game. Um, I, I'm guessing that uh, Alabama's the, the public's going to be all up over Alabama again. Is that what you're seeing so far? That is, so far, Alabama is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and we've taken the predominant amount of action on Alabama. Um, this game was pretty even in terms of the betting through, I'd say, like Wednesday afternoon, but yesterday and so far early on this morning, it's been mostly Alabama money. Um, there's been about four times more money bet on the Tide so far than on Georgia. Uh, the interesting thing about this game from our standpoint is that we actually do pretty decently to Alabama in our futures, uh, not great to Georgia, so... You know, even though we need Alabama for the, sorry, even though we need Georgia for the game, we do have some liability to them in the future. So it's a little early to tell where we'll be rooting at this point. How about uh, prop bets? We know the Super Bowl, just the sheer number that you have for a game like this. It's a quick turnaround, just a week in between. On top of it, do you guys put out a lot of different exotic kind of props, or is it pretty standard? We do. I mean, it's not to the extent the Super Bowl, uh, but not, but of course nothing is. But we already have up a pretty pretty sizable sheet of props. Um, you know, we've got for for player to score the first touchdown, uh, first score of the game, who's got the most rushing yards, and we list all the guys. Nick Chubb is the favorite at two to one. 
Um, you know, you can look at uh, some alternate point spreads, uh, first team to 15 points, you know, the whole, the whole deal. So, no, it's not the extent of the Super Bowl, but it is pretty good, pretty sizable amount of bets you can choose from. I know it's an early kickoff tomorrow, North Dakota State, James Madison, uh, and it's, it's not uh, often that you put FCS numbers up on the board, uh, but uh, it's the championship game. North Dakota State uh, is a four-port favorite. Uh, the reason I bring it up is how much action will you see on this game, Jason, do you think? No, not a ton. We'll see. Well, you know, we'll see somewhere in the five figures of action. I definitely think people will bet it because it's on TV and it's football, but uh, nothing crazy. Uh, let's go to the NFL Wild Card Weekend. We'll start. Let's go in order of them. Uh, uh, Kansas City is hosting Tennessee. I got a feeling you're going to need the Titans in this one. Yeah, we're definitely going to be Titans fans here. The Chiefs. Uh, so the Chiefs are eight and a half point favorite, and we're certainly going to have. Um, we're certainly going to have a rooting interest in Tennessee. Kind of what Trent mentioned about the teasers. You know, if we can get Tennessee to somehow pull off the upset here, it would start us off on a good foot. But Chiefs are definitely the public team here. The ticket count was about four times uh, more on Kansas City than Tennessee. Uh, so we'll certainly be Titans fans come Saturday. Night game on Saturday night, an intriguing one. Uh, the Rams, an L.A. market, the proximity for you guys. Are, are you seeing more and more Ram fans starting to make their way over to the sports book? Uh, a little bit, but what's interesting about this game is we actually need the Rams. Uh, we opened this game five. Uh, the the uh, Rams are a five-point favorite. It was at one point up to six, and now it's back down to five and a half. If the game started today, we'd be rooting for the Rams. Uh, people like the Falcons' chances of money line in this one. Uh, they're about two to one there. And, and the Falcons are a team that I really could see the public getting behind because if they pull off this upset, they might even be a favorite against Philly. Uh, you know, it's certainly possible that that game's a pick em. Uh, and I really can see the public getting behind the Falcons if they can win this one. Um, we uh, we will be rooting for the Rams, I believe, come day of, even though they're the favorite. Mm, Buffalo-Jacksonville, I have a feeling that most of your wagers are going to be on the total. I think a lot of people see that uh, uh, that low total, relatively low total, 39.5. I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one, Jason. Yep, in fact, they've bet the under so far, not surprisingly. There's been only, you're going to laugh at this, one, literally a one bet on the over for $5. Really? So <laughs> everybody thinks that this game's going away under, um, and, you know, both the, the pedigree you get from these teams makes you think they will. The total right now is 39.5. It opened 40, so it's not like it moved that much, but uh, certainly people thinking it's going to go under. And people like the Jags, uh, you know, well, this is another one where, if the, we're going to be rooting for the Jags to win this game without covering. You know, Jags by one through seven would be ideal because the Jags are the best team for us in the futures. What do you hear on Shady McCoy? Do you think he's going to play? I'm not sure. We're, you know, he's, they're not giving out much information, and, and so far, um, you know, nobody's really tried to step out on a limb and, and make a bet as if he is or isn't going to play. So we'll just see what happens. We know as much as you guys. Because of handle, because of everything, last year I think uh... – Dogs 0-4 in the wild card round. I, th- I think the favorites were, what, 11-1 in the NFL playoffs. I give you one. One underdog to win outright. Who's your choice this weekend? Oh, boy. Underdog to win outright this weekend, I probably would have to go with Atlanta. Uh, I would want to say, I would, I normally, I, I would have thought Carolina, but one of our most sophisticated, sharpest betters we have laid six with the Saints, which is why that game went to six and a half. So, um, you know, I would, I would say... I would say would be Atlanta, and my second pick would be Buffalo. Great stuff. Jason Symbol, Inside the Numbers, CG Technology. We do it every week. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Jason Symbol, Inside the Numbers uh, with CG Technology. Yeah, he wanted no part of me coming on next week when we looked at those hotel prices. <laughs> that is wild. Isn't that nuts? Yes. 
I remember that convention. It does bring a lot of people. 200,000 people to the city next week. Sounds like something kind of cool. Yes, it is. It uh, is. Out of my price range, I it's, have a feeling. It's stuff you're going to see in the years to come. You know, technology. I'd end up staying in Reno or something. You probably <laughs> Make would. Make the drive. Uh, and you won't be alone at those prices. Yes. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to go get our last look with the boys. Tom Caker, Dylan Montz, Hawks, Clones conversation. When we continue, it's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Walk to prevent suicide. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and participate in an out-of-the-darkness community walk. Register for a walk near you at outofthedarkness.org. Suicide takes an enormous toll on families, friends, co-workers, and entire communities. Walk to raise awareness. Walk to raise funds for research, education, advocacy, and programs to support people impacted by suicide. Walk to save lives. Go to outofthedarkness.org today. There's not like any time I've ever been in before. Own the movie It on digital and Blu-ray. My grandfather thinks this town is cursed. All the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing. An evil thing. A clown. If we stick together, all of us will win. Own the digital movie now and on Blu-ray January 9th. Read it R. We all Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. We're here for all the big moments and the little ones, too, like getting your resolutions on. With a makeup bag makeover, buy one, get one 25% off wellness beauty brands like Shea and Tom's. Or getting better for you, simply balanced organic milk for $2.99. For a clean start, get $10 off when you spend $40 on must-haves like Tide and Bounty. Get low prices on thousands of items today and every day. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. Start spreading the news. Variety's Black Tie Gala, New York, New York, is set for January 19th. Black Tie is a gala evening emceed by Des Moines native David Anthony Higgins, known for his role in hit television show Mike and Molly. The evening features cocktails, dinner, and dancing. Variety, the children's charity, works to improve the lives of underprivileged, at-risk, and special needs children by gifting bikes, building inclusive playgrounds, providing support to critically ill children, and more. Join us January 19th at Black Tie to ensure all children are able to reach their full potential. Get your tickets for Variety's Black Tie at varietyiowa.com backslash black tie. 
You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at MRExecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Ken and Trent. Right, welcome back. Time to get our last look at the Clones and the Hawks. Some folks ready for the last look at this basketball program that Fran McCaffrey runs out there on a, a couple of times every week. Uh, Tom Kakert on Iowa. Uh, Dylan Montz on Iowa State. Let's get to Tom Kakert first uh, right off the bat here. Tom, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. We'll save the basketball for, for a second. Uh, James Daniels, to no surprise, uh, as it was rumored he was going to do so. Uh, and he got the, I guess he got the word that he was that he hoped he would get from the NFL uh, committee that uh, gives the thumbs up or the thumbs down or the guidance that they provide. Uh, but at the end of the day, good for James Daniels. I'm, I'm glad he is. But at the same time, um, but that's a that's a whole lot of offensive line, uh, Tom Kakert. It is. It's a pretty significant hole, especially when you couple that with you know, Sean Welsh is done. Yeah. And so you've got the center guard combination. And, and let's be honest, they were the two best offensive linemen this year for Iowa. Uh, with Boone Myers and Ike Bogter out basically the whole year, um, you know they they were the guys that made that offensive line go. So now you've got to find not only a replacement for Welsh. I think that'll end up being maybe Ross Reynolds or Levi Paulson, but you might have to replace two guards if you move, you know, say Keegan Render or somebody like that over to center, mm-hmm. um, or if it's Cole Banwart and he was on crutches when we saw him at the uh, pinstripe bowl on the sidelines. So we don't know his health status. And Spencer Williams was another guy that's been in the two deeps at center. So they've got a real question mark at center and you listen to the Ferences over the years and they will tell you that center is the most critical position on that offensive line because they're the people that the guy that makes all the calls and makes a lot of the decisions makes the offensive line go. What are the expectations going to be, Tom, when we look at this team, spring practice coming up, and then we go into the year? 
is it going to be Hawkeye fans' expectations that they're up there towards the top competing with Wisconsin, or is that maybe a step too far in 2018? Um, you know, fan expectations are always going to be that they're going to win the title and they're going to play Alabama and for the national title or whoever. I mean, that's just the nature of fandom and, 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 uh, and such. But, I, you know, Brian Ferentz said it during the bowl prep. The road to the Big, Big 12, uh, Big 10 West runs through Madison, Wisconsin. And until that changes, that's what it's going to be. And that's what's going to make that, uh, that you know, first game of the Big Ten season for Iowa and for Wisconsin uh, against the Badgers uh, in Iowa City is, is going to be such a critical game for this program because they win that one, then you can start talking about it at least. But mm-hmm. until they beat Wisconsin, again, um, I, I just I think you're playing for second place. Mm. Speaking of expectations and fan expectations, there were certainly some surrounding uh, the men's basketball program. Um, and we all bought in Trent. Uh, Trent and I were both on board on this. We both felt like this is a tournament team. We would shake our heads when national media would come out and you know kind of pan that a little bit and you know tap the brakes. Uh, we, locally, we were we were wrong. I'm not lumping everybody into locally, but it certainly looks like swinging a miss on our part. They're 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 winless, Tom. I don't know how you get yourselves out of this. I mean, the first couple of minutes, first five minutes of the second half were encouraging. Early in the game, they were up twelve to nine at one point. Tyler Cook is a star, but 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 then what? Um, boy, so many questions, Tom. It, it is, and and I'm right there with you. I bought in too, and just being around the guys um, during the summer and just uh, talking to some of the coaches. After the Europe trip, they just felt like the chemistry was great on this team, and and they were primed to to do some really big things. And, and all those guys that I talk to aren't normally kind of they they will kind of temper expectations, and they were pretty excited about the potential of this team. And for some reason, this thing's uh, to borrow a franism has gone sideways, and um, they are just not a good basketball team right now. And you know, offensively. You see, at least early in the games and at different stretches, um, they just kind of dump it down to Tyler Cook and then stay in there. You know, you just and, and teams are running doubles and people aren't are just kind of standing there. Well, go Ty, Tyler, go do something. Just like kind of Pete last year, where uh, Pete just go do something, and they got by with that last year. But this year, it's it's a different story, and they're not playing great defense. And Fran's comments after the last two games were. He has said it's uh, an offensive issue and not a defensive issue. Are really, really kind of, kind of puzzling when you see your team give up 92 points. How do you exercise this roster? Is is it time for not a cleaning house, if you will, but have some guys move on and open up some scholarships? Is that going to be looked at this off season? I don't know. What do you go get then? Mm-hmm. That's the question. What are you going to go get that's going to upgrade? I don't know. You know, I. I know that the, the internet community and social media and everything, they believe that the, the you go hunt down a JUCO and that's going to be the all-time answer. Um, you know, name me the last great JUCO player that's even impacted in college basketball. I mean, it's hard to name them. Back in the day, you could. You know, you'd have a Larry Johnson or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Kids just don't go to JUCOs anymore. I mean, you might find a guy that can help you, but a program difference maker that's going to turn things around and help you in a big way, 
I just don't see it in the JUCO ranks. I mean, they might find a serviceable point guard like uh, Bryce Cartwright, but you know, is that going to be the difference between Iowa being uh, in the NIT or the NCAA's? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, but I just don't know that you hang your hat on it. I, I it's going to be interesting because I, I, I know this. Just watching college basketball over the years, in recent years, at least in the last decade, when you have kind of a disappointing season like this. Guys will end up leaving. Yep. They just do. They do. It just it just happens. It's you know no fault of those guys, but they just it's a combination of losing and you're not getting a lot of minutes, mm-hmm. and you're just like, well, the grass might be greener over here. Hmm. Tom, we got 30 seconds left. Uh, let, let's try and find a positive other than Tyler Cook, who continues to uh, just lead this team, and his athleticism just jumps off your TV screen or if you're watching on a person. Who, other than other than Cook, who impressed you last night? Was it Garza? I mean, Bohannon had a uh, had a double double, but you know some defensive lapses. Who give us a positive to to end with? I think Luca really, yeah. uh, and, and Macy Daly has done some good things. I mean, he had some some bad moments, but I kind of like him at the point. And I know Trent is uh, the leader of the bandwagon. Uh, Ken, you remember back in the day we were on the Gabe Olshaney bandwagon were. early, and and uh, I think Trent is uh, in the driver's seat of the Macy uh, bandwagon. Uh, but Trent's I think Luca, Luca yes. has. Turn the corner. I mean, I, I kind of dubbed him early in the week. Maybe he's the guy that puts up great stats against bad teams. Uh, but he's come out now and played really well against better competition. And I think uh, better days are ahead for him. Yeah, I thought it was his best game in the Big Ten last yeah. night uh, by, by a long ways. Thank you, Tom Caker. We'll talk to you next Friday. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Tom Caker. HawkeyeReport.com. From the Hawks to the Clones, let's get to Dylan Mons uh, from the Ames Tribune. Dylan, how are you? Hey, Dylan. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Uh, doing fine. Appreciate you coming on. As always, big, big weekend for Iowa State as they head out on the road. Try and find that win column uh, against the Cowboys in Stillwater. That in a minute, Dylan. I, I read your piece um, your football depth chart, taking a stab at next year's depth chart. I think you probably like your readers. I'm in the same boat. I can't get enough of uh, any football at this point, whether it's Iowa State or Iowa. I want more. So it certainly uh, struck a chord with me as you go over the depth chart. Let me just simplify it for you. When you're going over the positions, what, in your opinion, was the most difficult for you? Therefore, maybe, just maybe down the road, uh, proving the most difficult for the coaching staff to to, to uh, shake out. What position group, Dylan? Yeah, uh, probably the one that I thought about the most was the safeties. And when we talked about that a little bit with Iowa State losing Kamari Cosmoy, Everett Edwards, and Reggie Wilkerson, you do have some names in there that can come in and step in next year with uh, Greg Eisworth, who's the junior college transfer. He's probably going to come in and start. Lawrence White, who's the young kid. He started in the bowl game. Uh, he'll probably come in and get a starting job as, as being another year older. He'll be uh, more ready to accept more responsibility there, I think. But when you kind of look at what depth they have there, I think there's there's some different question marks just because um, just because there was so much stability and a veteran presence with with years past. So I think you'll I might have mentioned it in the piece, but you'll see guys like Braxton Lewis, I think, back there. Um, Deontay Jones, who is a true freshman this year. It uh, sounds like he's going to try to get a medical redshirt, so he has a few more years. He might move from corner to safety. He was originally recruited as a safety, too. So I think there's some things that uh, Iowa State is going to want to feel out, obviously, in spring practices and winter workouts. But 
that was probably the one that I had to think about the most and, and try to uh, pinpoint a few names that could be some possibilities back there. Well, uh, the safety positions, there's three of them with the defense that they run. Is there one that's more important, one that maybe you're, you're kind of putting and looking at here that is going to be the key to that defense next season in that secondary? Yeah, I think that's a good question, Trent. I think uh, probably it's going to fall on the free safety. It's, uh, you know, Austin talked about the last line of defense. Um, that's where Kamari Cotton and Moya played and, and kind of gave them uh, a little bit of a safety net there. And that sounds like where that's, that's where Greg Eisworth is going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they wanted a guy that's a little bit older, guy who – or hasn't done it at the D1, D1 level, obviously, but has done it in college ball and, and kind of, uh, uh, you know, has a few years under belt and kind of um, it maybe clicks a little bit more for him a little bit more readily. So I think that's probably um, what I would view as the most important uh, part of the safety group. But, um, you know, I think uh, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of interesting to see um, how they do play some of those guys because maybe, um, you know, one of those other ones, the star position is obviously an important one because it's a little bit more versatile and can play up and run stoppage and then can drop back and pass coverage. So there's a few different importances uh, with each position. Would you say, Dylan, as I look at this uh, depth chart, that running back and maybe cornerback are the two strongest areas going into this offseason? I mean, sure, they got two of the three linebackers back starters, so they should be good there. But when you see Payne and Peavy and Ruth and uh, Azuna, who played a little bit, I think there's some strength clearly in the corners. And David Montgomery in that running back room with Nwando coming back, Mike Warren, Sheldon Crony, we saw him, and they're raving about Johnny Lang. So maybe it's the running back that, uh, once again, is the strongest position of strength. Yeah, I think that's probably, it's certainly I would call the deepest, uh, just with the guys that you know what they can do with David Montgomery, uh, Sheldon Crony, Johnny Lang, um, who's, I know, uh, who's really excited the coaching staff and they're ready to kind of get him out there and, um, he'll have a record season this past season, so he'll have four more years to go. I think, uh, Kamena Wong coming back, I think is the, the guy I'm most interested to see because he was so dynamic as a returner, as a true freshman. Um, coming back from an Achilles injury, I think. Uh, and it sounds like he's a guy that they can kind of move all around. He can certainly run the ball over to his position, but it sounds like you could see him split out a little bit in, in a pass-catching situation similar to maybe how they use David Montgomery. So they can have a couple of dynamic, fast, quick guys back there. But um, kind of looking at the corners, as you mentioned, I think that group is, is really kind of um, intriguing as well. We have two, both of your starters returning. Um, then you have some young guys like, uh, you know, the guys you mentioned, but Richard Bowens is another guy. Um, sounds like he's going to get a red shirt this season and, and be ready to go next year. Uh, Daytron Young is a guy I think they're really excited about as a, as a true freshman this past year and redshirted. Um, so they got a really, they really built a lot of depth in that, uh, in that position group. And I think that's probably, um, you know, obviously by design, uh, just because of the defense they play with so many guys in the secondary, uh, they want to create as much depth and competition. Uh, back there as possible, and Matt Campbell's spoken about that a few times, and I think they're really excited about what they have in those positions. So, uh, quarterback, Zeb Nolan, the odds-on favorite, certainly. Uh, Moore's coming off that injury, the kid from up in Waterloo. Mike in Waterloo raved about him. I remember him talking seemingly every other week about him (laughs) uh, back in the day, but I want to get your thoughts on Real Mitchell. Uh, Love the story. Mom was an American gladiator incredible athlete he's undersized but he's going to be in here for spring how real of an opportunity do you think he has to win this job and 
Yeah, it's highlight tapes, but boy, I, I just love watching that kid on the high school field. Yeah, I, I mean, I, he'll certainly have an opportunity. I think ideally um, it, it would be that Nolan's job and you give Real a little bit of time um, and have him redshirt this season because just because I think that does any player good, no matter what position you are, it's kind of nice to have that extra year to kind of acclimate a little bit. But uh, you're right, I think he is a really dynamic playmaker, and when they signed him and Matt Campbell talked about him, uh, they are really, um, you know, they're thrilled with what he's going to bring in the program, and having him here in spring uh, is a really big deal because you can kind of jumpstart yourself a little bit uh, into the offense and learning schemes and, and kind of getting the feel of it a little bit because um, you show up in June and you're kind of, uh, it's, it's the off season. It's hard to kind of really um, get up to speed and everything you need to uh, as you get into fall camp and then the season's right there. So he'll have a more of a real chance because he will be here in spring. But I think, like I said, ideally um, he'll get this year to be kind of wear and grow and uh, it'll be that no one's job. Last thing on football, and then uh, we'll uh, transition to basketball here. Uh, the defensive line, too, it's, it's becoming apparent that it's, uh, it, it's such an important part in college football. And you see teams that, you know, are upper echelon teams. They Sure, they've got a quarterback, but they've also got a defensive line. And that was one of the strengths and one of the areas that we weren't sure about going into, you know, August back to September. But it turned out to be a real strong suit for Iowa State. No Wagoner's gone, but, you know, you look at Lima coming back, and Jamal Johnson played a bunch, and... Uh, Tomonga or Tomoga, how do you say his name? Um, kind of been out of sight, out of mind. He's going to get his opportunity. Jaquan Bailey's now two years into the program. He looks like he could be any kind of player. And Matt Leo, speaking of looks, he looked like he, you know, he looked the part clearly, and they were able to redshirt him. So the defensive line should be strong. Is the depth behind it there, Dylan? Yeah, I think that'll be the most interesting thing to see. Uh, at the defensive end, I think you kind of um, you know what you're getting a little bit. Jaquan Daly obviously came in and, and had a, a great sophomore season. Spencer Benton was behind him, and I know he came in and played well at times. Carson Lensing on the other side uh, as an Iowa kid is going to be a retro sophomore, so he's another year older. Uh, will be that much more experienced. And then to start at that other end spot with Matt Leo or any Juan Zarike who came in, and I thought uh, he has really good size and was able to pass rush a little bit and be disruptive. I think it's just going to only benefit him uh, to have this uh, other offseason now coming up and, and get ready for next year. But having that lead on now uh, for two more years is, is a really big advantage or a nice, uh, you know, it's certainly nice for ISD to kind of look ahead and try to create a little bit of depth there. Um, so I think uh, there's depth, but I think um, they're still kind of trying to feel some stuff out, and that's certainly what happens in in spring practice, but I think they, they have a nice base to start with, and they feel really confident about what they have um, in the starting spots, but um, that's why the bowl practices are so helpful, too. You can kind of um, feel out a little bit more, and certainly the coaches are going to know more about it than I do, and they kind of maybe have some names that I haven't even listed. So it's, it's certainly, uh, once we get into spring ball, uh, kind of see what names pop up, it, 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 especially at this spot, I think is, is going to be what I'm paying attention to. Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. We're talking Cyclones here. Dylan, over to a little bit of basketball with you, and just wanted to get your thoughts, the importance of this game. I I think we all felt getting off to a good start was going to be of utter importance here. Any shot of getting into bubble conversation, it feels like it's going to have to start there. Do you get that sense from the Cyclone team? They know the importance of the game tomorrow against Okie State? Yeah, dropping two games at home to start Big 12 obviously creates a sense of urgency, and I know and that's not to say the team didn't have it before, but there, there's, there's things that they're going to go through that 
is, um, you know, it, it's all a learning process. With so many young guys and so many new guys kind of getting um, infused into the program, it's, it is just a thing that's going to take time. And I, I, I think uh, they all kind of sense uh, what they're staring at here and, and how big every game's going to be, especially now from here on out. So, um, uh, you know, Oklahoma State, I think, has given teams fits at times. Uh, they kind of um, they, they hung with Oklahoma for a while the other night before um, Trey Young and, and too much Oklahoma offense. But yeah. I think if they don't come out and, and too well or play well, um, it's certainly a game that, that could get away from them in a hurry. So uh, I think getting a little bit of depth back with Rand Talley sounds like he's going to try to give it a go. Uh, that could help just to give him another body. But, um, it, yeah, for every, every game obviously is important once you get at the conference play for any team. But uh, when you drop a couple home games to start the year, it kind of uh, magnifies uh, each game a little bit. Uh, last thing, Dylan, uh, back, back to uh, just foot, football housekeeping issue. Butler, PV, I know that they both uh, submitted their names to the NFL for some guidance. Any indicator at all when that uh, is going to be given, and maybe it has, or, or I guess if it has, what decision ultimately they're going to make? Any news on their timetable? Yeah, yeah no real news on the timetable. It sounds like uh, Brian PV is going to take a little bit of time after the season ended and kind of go over it with his family. Um, it's just still, to me, sounds like he's a little bit of a toss-up. Hakeem Butler, I think, was more of just getting information just to kind of inform uh, what his junior season will be, but I expect him to be back. Um, so I think it's just kind of Brian TV watch 2018 right now to, to see what he's going to do. I, I would expect something fairly soon, obviously. You've um, seen Iowa's couple guys, uh, Jackson and James Daniels, come out and, and uh, tip their hat one way or the other about what mm-hmm. they're going to do. I would expect something from Brian TV here uh, pretty soon, just, just because the timeline of everything, you got to kind of make some decisions, but I won't think it, won't, it wouldn't take too long here. Good stuff. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. Dylan, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Dylan. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. So kind of a long look, long last look. <laughs> Tom Cakert on the Hawks. And, of course, Dylan Mons on Iowa State. It's going to be... Uh... Maybe a last look for this basketball season. It sure feels that way. We come back uh, on Monday with an 0-5 Hawkeye team and an 0-3 Cyclone team. And No, don't say that. Trent, you know what? If I had to bet, I'd bet you're right, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, see, by the way, and you saw the undefeated team. You know, they tweeted earlier today the plane that they're taking is no longer a puddle jumper. They got a, a big plane Ooh. when you're 3-0 and in the Valley. Moving on up. Perks come your way. Uh, we'll move up to the 1 o'clock hour. Nick Athen will be here. We'll preview the Chiefs and Tennessee. Paul Allen, his team that he calls the Vikings have a bye week, but we'll pick Paulie's brain on the NFC wild card games. We'll do that at 135. He's brought to us by our friends at Mixter Executive. Then Trent and I will go on the record. We'll go on the record when we come back. Ready to pick your Super Bowl matchup, Trent Condon? No. We're going to write these down. Okay. All right. Well, there'll be ridicule that follows. Well, of course. That's how it goes every year, right? Cincinnati Bengals? Uh huh. Uh-huh. How do they do? Are they, what, what time do they play this week? Uh, I believe they're the nooner. <laughs> are they? Yeah. Uh, we'll take a time out. Uh, the one o'clock hour is coming up next. Trent Condon and myself are with you every Monday through Friday, noon to two, talking local sports with you on the Ken Miller Show at 1700 KB. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football. From Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Hello, I'd like to deposit this to checking. Fate is a fickle master. What? The future is uncertain. Okay, and what's my account balance? 
Ah, the horizon is cloudy. I see a long, treacherous voyage um, filled with great peril. Look, can I just get a deposit slip or something? A fortune bank teller. Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to GEICO. I see a yellow-eyed serpent what? and a low APR. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Whoa, I'm having some serious hair envy. Oh, thanks. I stocked up on my favorite jumbo size shampoos and conditioners at Ulta Beauty. Um, where are you going? To make room for all the shampoo and conditioner I'm going to get. Start making room right now at Ulta Beauty. Get up to 50% off the best jumbo size shampoos and conditioners from salon professional hair care brands like Redken, Matrix, and Pureology. You and your hair will have jumbo love. The lowest prices of the season and January 27th. So hurry in and stock up. Ulta Beauty. All things beauty, all in one place. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.875%. APR, 4. 0.5%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 JD Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800 Quicken or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. 2018 is an opportunity to grow your business with top talent. But how do you find it? ZipRecruiter. One click posts your job to over 100 job boards. Then, smart matching technology instantly alerts quality candidates about your job. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. To try ZipRecruiter for free, just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash build. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash build. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. It's that time of year. The cold weather is here. The Animal Rescue League wants to remind you that unpredictable winter weather can be very dangerous for your animals. And we encourage you to bring them inside this time of year. Animals should not be left in 